Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. understanding of the workings of God and the things that pertains to him is hedonistic. So the best an Easterner can do is to serve God because of the reward that will come. For some of them that even say that it might not be material things, they see, still see let's go to heaven. Heaven is our reward. Let's do first and go to heaven. So when we begin to see a generation that have desired to thirst after God for whom he is and to insist that his kingdom will come, then is the clearest picture that God is about to invade a generation. When you see desires in the heart of men, it did not originate in their heart. It originated in the heart of God. The scripture says that he is the one that is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You are not that strong. When Jonah said he won't do the work of God and ran away and went to another city, he never knew that he is accomplishing a laid down pattern. There is an orchestration that is in the heart of God. He never knew that he is um, living a, a metaphor of the Christ that is about to be manifest. It was when Jesus came that we understood that even his disobedience is still part of God's plan. Jesus said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, for three days will the Son of Man be on the belly of the ground. Don't go there. No. Calm down. Calm down. Pray in tongues. There is a business we are going to do. We have to climb. I've been begging God for mercy since. It is not a small matter to speak to people. When you preach and preach, it's different from doing business. You see, you can lose this house and get another one. But when we preach, it's matters of destiny. If you miss it for five years, you might never recover that five years. There are people I have seen that they are still crying that their destiny will come back. But me, I know that there is nothing for them again. The reason is that the seasons came and they missed it. Some of them, not because it was intentional, but some of them because they didn't sit under the right people. Some of them just because they were not connected to the right fellowship and brotherhood. And they drifted. I've told you, some of you must have heard me. In one of my messages, one of my friends, he was on fire for God. He was one of the people that experienced that ABU revival that produced Pastor Seman and all those people. The guy finished, came back to his place at uni, um, at Bini City, and then he joined up with one ministry. He didn't know that the ministry is witchcraft. Not just witchcraft, it's deep in occultism. So, 
the person in charge now used him as front. See, there is a way you'll be hungry for God. You will not, you will drink everything. One of my people said that don't ask for what you drink. Just drink is a lie. You must ask for what you drink. The guy, because of his desire, hunger and passion, he lined up himself. Only for him to find out a year and eight months later that things were going down even in his work with God. So he went to pray. He prayed for long. And in the visions of the night, God now showed him his son. That same auditorium that they are using, he now noticed that there was python everywhere. And the church members are singing, doing stuff, but there was python. So what happened is that he now shouted, there's python all. And then the people saw it and they started running. Meanwhile, that python now held him bound. That him bound him for more than five years. That man lost five years. Why? Is it because his desire is not genuine? That is why when I entered this year, I now found out that every of God's manifestation in the context of how he has aligned us even to line up to his purposes is a, is a great act of his mercy. We have seen people that people that fasted with us. I with me. Is it because I fasted? Is it because I pray? No. The Bible says it's not of he that will let. Of he that run it. But of God that chewed mercy. You see, we cannot talk about the economy of grace without talking about the economy of mercy. Because it was the economy of mercy that gave birth to the economy of grace. As a matter of fact, for God to dispense mercy legally, grace has to come in. Because if God says, I have shown you mercy, what happens is that he begins to supply you something beyond your own capacity. See, and God... You have heard me make statements like the sure mercies of David. How can the mercies of David be sure? You see, I don't know if we can get there. But there are things that makes the mercies of David sure. It is not just a statement of fact. See, you must understand how God functions. Even if he comes and makes decree over your life, you should, if you are wise, if you are getting matured in the things of the spirit, the next thing that you should ask him for is, there must be conditions backing the manifestation of even his decrees. So there are things that make sure that the message of David is sure. So obviously it is covenant. The question is what allows, what are the parameters, the things that causes that covenant to be in place? See, I have a body, I have a challenge. The challenge is that people like us carry a lot of body. Amen. So, as I'm talking to you now, the body is very strong. My whole desire this morning is to leave you with a body. If I can achieve that, then I think I've done what God wants me to do. You see, men give up easily because they don't have burdens from God. 
when the scripture speaks, he said that the zeal of the Lord shall achieve this. You see, I'm talking as somebody that has been around ministry. I don't know your father's business. My father's business is ministry. So, just like if your father is a chemist, you will know how to mix drugs even before you went to the university and studied pharmacy. So, before we got into ministry, I knew more about ministry than an average person. Welcome, sir. Now, the implication of that that I have a wee bit of ministerial experience and I've seen people rise and fall. I've seen many things that will make a young man that has a bright future to turn back, especially if you want to do it the right way. I've seen strong men fall. A testimony was the, like the testimony of Saul. Said Saul was like as if he was not anointed. See, you think there are people anointed in our generation? I've not seen anointed people yet. The generations that handed over and handed over to us touched things that are immortal in dimension. They became witnesses to certain moves of God. You will testify that these men touched things that is unusual. And anytime God wants to tell us about matters like that, they become the reference point of God's teachings in matters like that. They are embodiment of culture, kingdom culture, that represent that particular mystery in God. In my own opinion, and of course you must have understood that the inheritance and the things of the kingdom is calcified in three places. One is territories. Two is institutions. And three is persons. So, if you want to encounter the things of God, you must encounter these three things. So, God has some, sometimes he makes some certain men public spectacles so that you don't need to ask questions concerning a matter. If you want to know about revival, just look at that person. It is an election of grace. That is what I'm trying to tell you. Because it's not of him that we let, of him that run it, but of God that showed mercy. I want to take you somewhere. You see, you see, it is grace that makes us stand and begins to give us insight to the things that are older than us. Because the one that lives inside of us is the ancient one. And just like Apostle said, and you have said, <laughs> Elihu had a challenge. His challenge is that because Job lacked the capacity to look into the eternal realm and begin to pick out the curses, the reason why there is manifestation in the realm of man, the scripture said, he said he is self-righteous. He never knew that there is a contention in, a, in the mother realm because this realm we are living in is not the real realm. There is a mother realm. And that is where business is being done. When business is done there, then it begins to affect men in this realm. So Job didn't know that there, there was a discussion in the heavenlies. And God said, And have you seen my servant Job? There is no man like him. And then on that account, a man's life took a tangent that he can never explain. 
just because there, there was there was an interaction in heavens, it began to affect your life. Suddenly, you notice that God has thrown you into fasting and prayer. People that used to greet you before, they don't greet you again. What you don't understand is the interplay in the eternal realm, the immortal realm that supersedes itself even in this realm. We need goggles and lenses to begin to see into that realm so that we can generate our bearing and gain alignment according to the things that God wants us to fulfill in this time. Job was self-righteous, not because he wants to, but because he lacks the capacity to see. Ah. Jesus help me. Then the friends came and used their skills as orators, men that have been learned and schooled in the philosophies of men. Ah. The man said, I gave experience time to talk. And I gave old age time. Me, I did it too. I saw the things we trek from one village to another doing evangelism. I started winning souls age nine. I'm not saying born again, winning souls age nine. We did all those things. There is nothing we did not do. <laughs> and then we found out that even old age has no answer. And the answer resides in the one in whom the agenda proceeded from. If God tells you want to do something, don't go. Find out how he wants it done. That was the problem of our fathers. They were empowered. But they never asked, why is the reason for this money that you gave us? Some of the churches in Nigeria, the money they have, you cannot explain it. Some of our fathers, the way they are anointed, you cannot explain it. There is one that if he touches this world, if you bring a dead person around this vicinity, he rises up. You see, with all humility, I speak about these matters because it is something that makes my heart to bleed. For how long will the tokens of God be lost? For how long will God wait to restore the things that are lost? Find men in our generation, O oh God, that you will put your hands upon so that there will be a recovery, a restoration. Of the things that has been lost to Satan. God will grant us mercy. And then we ride upon it. Because I've seen that at, with our best effort, it, it seems that we are insufficient in capturing all the needed dimensions of God. So there is a large quota of mercy that is needed to minister to us, minister to our generation. I don't want to go into the mysteries of mercy, the economy of mercy. Because Paul considered himself a bastion of revelation. Because he said that, that you might understand, that you might know my understanding in the mysteries of Christ. That concerning the mysteries of Christ, that there are revelations that we are Hitherto hidden in God, sir. But in the dispensations of the end of time, God has elected his prophets and apostles to begin to reveal those dimensions. And I count myself chief among them. That was the testimony of Paul. 
But in spite of the grace that that man received, when he came to the context of the mystery and economy of God's mercy, the man lacked utterance. He lacked insight into the full mystery. Because he cannot understand, apostles, why the original olive tree was no more needed. And what was needed now is the engrafted branches. He looked at this matter as he blew his mind. He cannot, he is a learned man and he, is, he has delved deep into revelation. He is experienced. What is God trying to do? It is not following any pattern that we have known before. That is the order of men that God is raising in this time. He said, and God said that Esau I hate. And Jacob, I love. This is a testimony that took place even before, before this man were ever born on earth. So what is the challenge? Remember, I want to take you somewhere. <laughs> I want to take you somewhere. I want to take you to the studio. There is a studio. Say studio. There is a studio where destinies are crafted from the mortar realm. And then all we do here is to manifest accuracy and fulfillment in the context of that destiny is to the extent that we are aligned to the scrolls that is in the heavens. That means that if God says, Esau, I hate, and Jacob, I love, that means something has happened before they enter this realm. That means that they are representations of a system that we cannot explain using our brain. There are things functioning beyond the capacities of humanity. And then men became chess. They become, they become just part of this chess board. The player is God himself. All you need to do is to find your place. Are you a queen? Are you a king? Find your place. And then over time you will see that the master constructor because all of creation is by perfect design. There is nothing and there is no one that is, that is by chance. There is an intent sculpted, not just thought, sculpted, calcified in the heart of God. Oh my God. I don't want to move like this. But there is something on me now. I was teaching the other day and my mother told me that because she got born again long ago, 1991, there about. And she said, if she had this type of teaching I'm teaching now, then she would have known what she had, she would have achieved. This is a woman that saw herself in the mid 90s and, and late 90s. God raised three men, and one man was the top ranking man in deeper life, in the whole of our vicinity. He was on bike. That is motorcycle. And then another man is another guy. In fact, he is a bishop in Anglican church now. Hmm? And then my mother was the third person. So they said, start the race. And the three of them started. That was where I wanted to take my people when I was teaching them on, on transport systems in the spirit. There are transport systems you will engage. You will never get to your destination. <laughs> I don't want to go into transport. 
Because even before Moses went in his agenda, he said, you have not told us whom you are sending with us. It means that even though God said go, that there are certain people that go with you. There are certain transports. You will not understand this thing until when the scripture said, I bore these people on eagle's wing. And the scripture interpreted it to say that Moses is eagle's wing. They started running. Do you believe that my mother that is running on foot braced the tape before the guy on car and the guy on bike? You see, she was not able to interpret this thing for almost 10 years until I came. And she said, this is it, this is it. She said, this is what it means. I want to take you back to the studio. I want to show you how Jesus lived. For everything he did, he said that it might be fulfilled that which is written. That means that man is correct and powerful because every single aspect of his living and thought process pattern is aligned to the scrolls that is in heaven. The man that has disconnected from that scroll is the man heaven is not aware of. You see, so you can be a pastor, can be anything. Heaven is not aware of what you are doing. And you can do it for 40 years. Nobody knows you. You will appear in heaven and say, we heal the sick in your name. They will say, go out. We don't know you. These are men that lived without taking recourse to the scrolls that is written about them. Not knowing that they are seeds of eternity. And they were shot into time. And the only way that they can gain power in time is to make sure that their reference to the one that sculpted them never changed. Every step of the way, they go back and find out. They align properly. They can do anything to align up. The scripture says that it's only they that are led by the Spirit of God that are what? The sons of God. So there is a context and definition. There is a, a boundary to the men that God will use. It is not, it is not left to chance. No, we know the people God will use because there is a way they live. They don't live because they feel that this is what it is. No. Somebody, I don't want to say. If I say this thing, somebody will listen to this. Me and you. So let me leave it. Uh. Do you know the problem? The problem is that 90% believers are being are living in such a way that we don't know where they we don't know where they downloaded that manual for. When you appear before God, you will be shocked that the things you did, God is not aware of what you are doing. <laughs> oh, see, this is why. I'm I'm sorry. This is hard saying. Is it not true? This is where Christianity is. This is why a generation lost power with God. Because our fathers that they, those days in the 70s, they, before they even pray, they pray to pray. Because they don't know the prayer point that God wants to pray. Today we have prayer points and then we come. We arrogantly bring prayer points for God. Who are you? 
full of you are you are rather, we come and cry before him for hours for adventure he will show us his mind and then we tarry we will not change the prayer point until he changes his agenda there is a purpose in the heart of God God is not emotional Say tarry in Jerusalem. Tarry. He said tarry until he didn't say tarry for two days. <laughs> tarry until my purposes begin to break forth. What we see is when we tarry for some time, it seems as if we are having open doors and then we leave. No, Jesus said tarry until. What we see is people that God opened, gave things, opened them, anointed them, gave them stuff, and then they left like a tornado. God is not aware of that journey you went on. You went on it on your own devising. Ah! Sorry, but and as soon as you leave, Satan will know he has won. Because at that point, you truncated a destiny and a a, a, a ministry, a, a living a life that would have laid hold on something this earth has not seen before. You see, Moses had the opportunity to choose many parts. Maybe you don't even know what is consecration. Consecration is when you have choice. As a matter of fact, if you don't have choice, what we are talking about is not needful. God doesn't deal with robots. It is consecration, one, because it's choice, and two, because it is actually something good. I don't have time to show you. There is separation from and there is separation unto. There is a certain level you will reach. It is no more separation from. It is separation unto. That is where all your effort should be on things that make you more effective. You see? Is this thing bad? No. But it makes me less effective. Then I drop it. Let's go and see the man that God saw. It is that one that our generation needs, not this one. This one is no useful to us. I weep every day that I might know as I'm known that I will become that one that God saw. That is the one that can do anything. The scripture said, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war with you. So the nations of the earth will remain the same until something happens. That is why we cry for revival and outpouring of the spirit. You need to understand what revival is. Revival as seasons captured is actually eternity in time. But in the context of that invasion, God infuses a dimension of himself so heavy that whatever he wanted to achieve that could, could was not was not achieved with the leader to apply emphasis. For example, what we are using to some people have been talking about revival for long ago, but the way they are trying to do it, that means that something is wrong. So in seasons of revival, God brings an outpouring of the spirit. To bring his workings to exponential levels. You see, some of the things you have now, it actually takes consistent work of five years to gain it. 
But because we are breaking into seasons of revival, you will see somebody mature in God in in one year. John G. Lake, when he was talking about his apostolic missions in South Africa, he spoke about a man, a native of, of that land, that got born again under a revival movement. And he left and went to the mountains. Nobody saw him. By the time that man was coming back with his Bible, he became another man. The reason is because that man was born in seasons of intense move of the Holy Ghost. In those seasons, you don't beg people to preach the gospel. It is the natural thing to do. There is a move of God you will experience now. You can't keep it to yourself. When I came back from new service, my mother testified, I know you, you are good, but something has happened to you. You are the man that left. Something will happen to us, Grace. <laughs> Amen. Pray in the spirit for two minutes. Let's start. Just pray in the spirit for two minutes. So we can start. Sanemo Ratevente de Karamananta. The Bible says, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There is a building capacity. For the man that prays in the spirit, the Greek calls it oikotomio. From one layer to another layer, suddenly a man that is down begins to gain stature in the spirit because he engages the facility. A facility. There is a facility. <laughs> One more minute, one more minute. Sobrai la conta camantaita. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. One more prayer. Tell God, affect my mind. Let your light so shine. The instrument that God has devised to communicate his reality is light. That's it. It's light. We don't have business with darkness. All we need is just to shine. Light cannot be shining in darkness and darkness will say it doesn't want to go. So all we need is light. Higher intensity. Greater intensity. Affect my mind. Affect my life. Bring on me. I look to you for Affect my life. Bring on me. I look to you for Affect my life. Bring on me. I look to you for love. I've my love. Green on me. I look to you for love. I've my love. Green on me. Lord, I look to you for love. I've my love. Green. 
of the kingdom of God is life. That's the merchandise we have. We don't sell yam, we don't sell cars. Our merchandise is in life. Jesus said that I am come that what will happen? That ye might have life even more abundant in such a measure that he overflows to the next person. Affect my life bring on me Lord I look to you for life Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I love you for life. Is a prayer? Affect my life, breathe on me. Lord, I look to you for life. Affect my life, breathe on me. The scripture says that their eyes is closed and their ears blocked. Their heart was sealed. Least they hear, least they see, least they understand and partake of the things of the kingdom. It then means that the greatest tools to participate in the things of the kingdom is your receptacles. Your, your receptacles is what it takes for you to interact with the things that is in the kingdom. So anything that affects your receptacles affects your destiny in the kingdom. So the scripture says that these men, their eyes are blind. They said their ears is waxed. They hear, they don't hear. Their heart has waxed gross. So they are not able to understand the things of the kingdom. You are going to pray again that God will make you see. It is not in the talking. It is about the seeing. Paul was speaking in the book of Ephesians. He said that Hmm. That, that there is a calling that I have, a grace that God granted unto me. He said, the grace that makes all men see. There is such a grace that makes men see. It is only when they have seen that they can enter into it. I want you to pray again. That is the principal limitation in the Southeast. I want to, because at the end, we have prayer point. <laughs> you must end in prayer. There is something limiting us in Southeast. Mightily anointed men, men that encounter Jesus, there are some things that he said after some 10 15 years, they will seem as if they didn't touch God. The only thing that still carries a semblance of their work with God is their dressing and their religious cliches. God has left, as Apostle said, their assistance, they have healed themselves, sustains broken sustains without water. Huh? Wells without water. Ah. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. Miracles. There is nothing. There's impossible. For we are standing in 
only because you made away. Look at me. You move mountains. If you go to where Apostle read, I forgot you read it. He's here. The mountain is here. I used to think he's outside. He's here. You move mountains here. Touch your head. You cause walls to fall. You move mountains seven times. You cause walls to fall. You move mountains. There are walls in the mind. You cause walls to fall. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. There is not. There's impossible. For we are standing here only because you made away. The Bible says that let this mind be that is in Christ Jesus. That means there is a particular mindset that Jesus sustained. What that scripture is trying to tell you that the, what you see Jesus live is not first of all as a result of what he's doing. That there is a mindset that powered his actions. And one of the things he said that is as a result of that mindset is that even though he is God, he counted in not robbing. And then he belittled himself. Such is the attitude that comes to our heart when we have gained the mind of God. It was manifested in what was spoken. He said that whenever we come to the world, we come with meekness to the engrafted world. Knowing that the one that spoke it is eternity himself. When we begin to reach into the recesses of the realities that is domiciled in that world, we cannot exhaust it. It is past finding out. So something has to happen to our mind. There is a vision we saw and it's giving us challenge. I found out after many years of praying, especially for Southeast, that our greatest challenge is here. It's not easy. It's not those demons we are binding on. Is here. Is here. It's not anointing. I've seen anointed people. And by the mercies of God, He's lifting me up small. I've been in many places in this nation. I'm here to see where you find a group of more anointed people. It's easy for you to press into the anointing in the southeast. But I found out that that is the least, one of the least of what is required to accomplish this thing. Is here. I have changed my prayer point, my brother. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. You move mountains. This year. You cause walls to fall. For example, there are people here that still I'm I'm not I'm not stopping you from what you are doing. No. But there are people that are egos that don't see their destiny in Nigeria. What are you praying for? You have missed the target. You are praying for Biafra. Sorry for you. 
So that mindset limits them from entering into their inheritance that is in this nation. And people we don't know is there. You, it will never be your own until something happens here. Is here, is here. You will never be there. You will never be included. Because they know, they know we have the money. They know we have the, they know we have everything they are going for here, here, is here. They know as long as we continue thinking like this, we will never be part of it. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall. Haven't you noticed that there is no business, hardly any ministry, that surpasses the first generation? Even if the ministry is running, the son will wake up and notice that something is already wrong with what my father is doing. It cannot achieve the purpose in the heart of God. It's not only it's not only here, it's not only in Anam, it's not it's everywhere. It's the same thing. What is wrong is here. Is here. Something needs to happen to us. That's why I'm bringing here because we saw a vision. A vision. We saw a vision and we saw that there is a blanket limitation for the whole of the southeast. Blanket limitation. So we changed our modus operandi. You cannot be going where God is not going. Every man that came to that place was bounced back. The only reason why they were bounced back is because they were Easterners. It was not because they were not qualified. It was not because they don't deserve it. It's not because others are better than you. It's because you are an Easterner. Have you ever tried to... Me, I've been in ministry. I've ministered with... Easterners, 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 East, East. Yes. I have been able to go around and... I'm not saying this because... It's possible some of my friends might come and listen. I'm not, I truly honor them. But, men, I with me now. So that has truncated a kingdom principle. A kingdom principle is, is entrenched in the this There are principles in the kingdom, but first of all, there is another thing about principles in the kingdom. You need to find out where those principles are located. There are principles in the kingdom that is located in the foundations. Are with me? Let me not go there. But this is one. One of them is the principle of inheritance. That is what God has put in the kingdom to make sure that his work is perpetuated from one generation to another. What we find in the south is another generation comes and starts building from scratch. Do you know what it means? We will never get there. We will never get to the stature that it takes. But check. The way it should be is that this person builds. What is required is 10. And no man can build 10 in his lifetime. No man. No man can do it. So you build 3. Another man build 4. Another man comes and completes it. Something is wrong here. Something will happen to us, my brother. I believe God so much in the visions that our daddy had and you confirmed yesterday eh? it will not be by strength or might the zeal of the Lord will perform it 
because it might not look like it, but it will happen. That's what we believe. The time is overdue. Everybody is waiting. Nigeria is waiting for Southeast. Believe me. And then Africa is waiting for Nigeria. And you need to understand that anything you do in Nigeria, Nigeria is a nozzle. Very soon, the rest of Africa starts doing it. That's the way it is. I'm talking now, but in my heart, I'm crying like there are tears in my heart. I have a body. Because I cried to God, I said, I called, look at this man, look at this man, look at this man, look at this man. If they are not able to accomplish, who am who, who am I? Sometimes I want to stop. But there is a prophecy backing us up. Let's go to the studio small. And then we pray. Amen. Amen. I just want to talk on what I titled the eternal studio. Acts chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Now, you need to understand that. You are not here. It's not just that you are not here by chance. There is deliberate planning concerning you. And anytime you miss that scrolls, heaven will stop taking notice of what you are doing. You need to know how God plans about your life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay, look at me now. Three years before my, because my my father is a prophet, he's a major prophet, actually. He got born again, 1974, under Evangelist Omar. No, uh, Maurice Rulo came to about 1974. He was serving his master. Got born again. Got discipled by uh, Evangelist Omar. He said they call him Brother Omar those days, and they came to a discipleship meeting. There were not many. Reverend Mobile laid hands on him. He got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues. He now said, He said that there were three. That he, he said that had major callings amongst the people. And then he is young, he's about 17 or thereabout. So the two people, I've forgotten the other. He said one is somebody, Amorok or something like that. And then him. He wasn't expecting that it would be a small boy. But when the thing landed on him, bah! That's how my father left that place. And in less than three months, he's already working in the miraculous. He said the first miracle that happened that he was moving, forgetting what they called that road at Abad. And they called him, he was singing under the rain, carrying his Bible. They called him that there is a woman that is here and she has been struggling to deliver since morning. Can you pray for her? My father came and prayed and the woman delivered. Since that day, there are many oppressions that people have. This one is my father's oppression. No matter what it is, if it's a woman issue, it's easy for my father. That's by the way. Now, he continued in that thing and... Amen. Amen. I'll be using the two. Glory to God. 
Now, listen to me now. Now, he now said, after some time, in the year 1982, to the prophetic ministry, it was there at he started seeing things he never knew was there. Three years before he now married in the year 1988, he saw a vision, and in that vision, he saw a young boy. Listen to me now. I'm taking you to the studio. Say studio. <laughs> he saw a young boy that carries hair. And they told me to cut my hair. I say you don't understand. This one is captured in the studio. And God told him he will be. And God told him he will be a male child. It was on that account that he now went and married a year later. There are things Escape. Just like all of us wanted 
to escape my meal. I wanted to escape. He said, This is a matter of life and death. You are already being away. Your life on earth is only relevant in the context of alignment to the studio. can be dealing with only anger. With only anger. Are you with me now? When you groan, you are able to extend his hands to different dimensions of your soul. At one time, you suddenly notice that you have dropped the capacity to do this, do this, do this. At one time, say groaning. You extend the hand of the spirit on the soul of a man when you groan in the spirit. That is why we actually call it pouring out your soul. Did I get here? Glory. Now, I want to take you to the studio. I hope we'll be able to read the scripture. If I can't be able to read, we'll just quote it. And then we'll go. When Satan wanted to kill me last year, I just know I can't die. But one of my boys came and said, he saw me moving and he saw Satan roughly behind me. I said, what did I do? You know... I was also happy. You know the reason why I was happy? Said I can't be looking for you like that, except you are doing something correct. He said, Terror was looking for the child, Jesus. Why? They told him that there is a king that is coming. No, you can't kill us like that. All of us can't pack inside the bus and die in accident. God didn't tell. I'm not saying I won't die, but he will tell me. And just like he said, let me say it again in case you didn't hear it. It's not just that I won't die. You won't die too. 
Satan cannot come and say, eh, 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 you die. Even if you did it wrongly, me, I will say, you see, take permission from me. There are people under there are people under my tutelage that Satan has looked for them. You know that thing that is in the scripture. There are many people under me. Where the Bible said that Jesus was telling Peter, he said, Satan has desired. Also, I'm the one that stood between like this and said, Satan can't collect this one. Some of them are busy doing what they are doing, you know. But being a father is beyond giving birth to somebody. It is the heart of the father. That way you begin to think on the person. You look beyond now and look and say, is there any potential? Can we get something out of this one? Then you continue investing. There are some that will even finish. And if you see the insult, my father can't give me that insult. My mother can't give me We accept it. We accept it because we know that if we can help this one, it's possible that there is a generation that this one can help. When the person learns, we persist. Amen? Have you been to the studio? Ah, some of you snap birthday pictures. Huh? Pre-wedding pictures. Glory to God. <laughs> But there is a, an original studio. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That original studio is the one that informs what we are doing on earth. You need to know what happened in the Garden of Eden. That's why we now search out the way of God. Because what happened is that, that the manual that helps a man to navigate in Eden was stolen. It has become labor now to find the ways of God. Since that time, it has become a deliberate effort. But you cannot just stay like this and know the ways of God. No. It is a deliberate searching. Are you with me? How much have you searched out? That's how powerful you are. The Holy Ghost will help us. We trust him to help us to navigate through the narrow places, the rough plains, and then come out as sons, as giants, lions that will roar and territories will begin to crumble. For Jehovah has put his hand upon our generation. It's not because we are better than our fathers, but so that prophecy will be fulfilled. That there is a generation that is coming that will have the wisdom of their fathers and have the strength of their youth. They are young ancients, men from the order of Elihu. They are ancients not because of age, but they are ancient because of the one that is at work in them. There is a spirit in man. The capacity of that spirit is eternal in dimension. So if it's eternal, then it can minister to us the things that are eternal. Reaching beyond the recesses of our human capacity, beyond what the wise friends of Job can deduce from that matter, their deductive analysis is still bereft compared to the reality that is on ground. All the meetings and all the things that is, is still bereft. We are, we are tired now. Sugar, we are tired. 
Our job now is to sit with the Holy Ghost. If he says sit one year, we sit. It doesn't take God time. No. We need to know that God is not threatened by time. Isn't that they are now telling you? Ah, you have noticed that I've started telling you about marriage. That's how people do and confuse your life. That's how they do. Listen to me now. God is not impressed like that. Now, see, understand. This is how people will listen to me and they will not marry. Please, go and marry. <laughs> Get my point. <laughs> Get my point. My point is this. My point is this. That the thing that makes us relevant is not the things that people are emphasizing on. So we sit with the Holy Ghost long enough. Actually, sometimes if you sit long enough, he will say, go and marry. You stop everything you are doing. Because if the next move will be powered, then somebody has to be there. Because there are certain aspects of your life you are not able to take care of now. And you will not, you can't give an excuse. And because God loves you, you know that you, even if I give you three years, you will not be able to rectify that problem. You find somebody to help you rectify it. And then the engine will be working. Where am I here? Now, I will. Sister, when last were you in the studio? I saw a very great man of God that touched things. Somebody that will stay here and sit down. His eyes, just like Balaam, his eyes is open like this and he's seeing visions. His words is like the word of the mortars. If he speaks, it is confirmed. Just like it was for someone. Hmm? After some time, we looked upon him. And we saw that he has been long that he was at the studio. He never know what they are saying over there. He has engendered a part different from what is being said in the spirit. My God, we said that the life of a believer is a story that God is telling from the spirit. The life of the believer is what? A story that God is telling from the spirit. When you disconnect, the story stops. The problem is that God can't wait forever. Some people jump back at age 70, see, and but there are certain things. That's why all the God is gathering all this to help us and pressing into this thing. Are you with me? If your wife has, I don't know how many kids you need to have. There are some things you can do. I was talking with my pastor yesterday and he was telling me about the wife said that there is something about women no matter how are with me now if they give birth it will seem as if they are now struggling with what they do normally before I mean spiritually so it is now the husband that will not help them back imagine if you have not touched anything till that you have not touched oh you are in trouble Oh, you are in trouble indeed. You are in trouble. I tell you, you are in trouble. Because the demand of destiny will not be shortened. The Bible said we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved. 
God will not change the goalposts for you. But he will do one thing. What will he do? He minister grace. Are you ready to pray? See, I'm a prayer man also. See, because you can't talk about revival without prayer. is a joke. So, he's to... I think I've said something, is it not true? So even if we stop now, sometimes you plan what to say, and the Holy Ghost says what you want, what he wants to say. I'm not. Acts chapter two, verse fourteen. Read it for me, Grace, so that. So that Chine here will not say I didn't read any scripture when I came to Abakali. Yes. Okay, if you are there, say amen. amen. Now, notice people don't read Bible in church. Yo. Even pastors, they don't read Bible. They will, and some of them, you will think they read during the week. They don't. Use this opportunity, open your Bible. See, this one left his own inside the bag. You don't know. Read, read. We can't go there. We can't go there. Eh? There are many things you can't do except you are drunk. You see the way I'm talking? Before you can do some things, you have to be drunk. I have told you my name. Some people have heard me say it many times. My name is Chedupuoku. I can't talk. I can stay here for five days. I'll be observing what you are doing and be happy with you people. Or you talk now. Something came. And then I was chained into another man. Now you hear me talk, it is sweet. Is it not sweet? It's only goes. So if he goes, I am finished. If he goes, I am finished. You you have option. You you have option. You have good oratory skills. You can dazzle men with your um, intellectual power. Even if the Holy Ghost is not there, you can move for the next one hour. If the Holy Ghost stops me, I will quickly carry my Bible and run. Do you know the problem in churches? The Holy Ghost stopped and they continued. The problem with that is not that they are deceiving themselves. They also deceive the people. Let me show you. Let me show you. When Moses struck that rock, in the, the, do you know why God judged him? In the eyes of the children of Israel, they think that striking the rock is God's declaration. God's mind concerning the situation is what? Striking the rock. Meanwhile, God told him, speak to the rock. So the, the challenge with that is that men left with a, a biased, myopic, disproportionate opinion of God and they left. 
and they continued forming that thing for long. Because of the stature that Moses has, a generation was born in error. Just because of a man's stature, God has to judge him. God has to judge him. You need to know why God judged that mighty man. Where he was standing is the holiest of all. I don't have time to show you the levels of ministry. There is outer court ministry, holy place ministry, and holiest of all. The participant in the holiest of all, their designation before the courts of heaven is not the same with the ones in the outer court. So when you are in the holiest of all, there are structures and infrastructures in the holiest of all. There are offices, there are ministries in the holiest of all. For example, one of the ministries of the holiest of all is the ministry of cherubs. Are you with me? Cherubs that carry the glory. So if you want to encounter the glory, you have to find a way and navigate to, to the holiest of all. But the outer court, I would. One of the things that happen in outer court is miracles, actually. I decree you will have a car tomorrow and you have a car and all those things. Muslims come to our crusades, get in, go back. They don't want your God. That means anything that happened to them never touched their heart. It is outer court. I with me. Then there is holy place. One of the realities of the holy place is that that place is lighted by the candle. I with me. That is where the transformation you receive is by insight. I don't want to go too deep. But when you get to the Shekinah, the transformation you receive is by intimacy. You know things because you, you encountered the glory himself and you are transformed. You just came out, somebody read in the scripture about lying and stopped because of the revelation that hit him. You entered intimacy and lost the capacity to lie. You have not experienced that before in your life. There is a depth of intimacy you entered with God and something left your life instantly. You did not pray for it. You did not read it in the Bible. Nobody taught you. They didn't even tell you that this thing is wrong. You stopped. Because the light that is in the holiest of all is the Shekinah. There is no artificial light. So, when you come to the ministry of holiest of all, there is also the office of a man in the holiest of all. I'm trying to show you that there are offices and ministries in the holiest of all. So, Moses did not know that he is not the same with the priest, high priest and all that. He is, he is the only one that has the office in the holiest of all. That that is where the great one himself is sitting on the throne. So anything you are doing there is a representation direct. You can stay there and say God said. Are you with me now? I don't want to go deep in there. If, if, if he's an angel and he's speaking to you from the holiest of all he never uses second person language. He uses first person language. 
And it's not all angels that find themselves in that place. So when Moses stands in that place, he will say, The Lord, he'll be saying, and as far as the people are concerned, the words of Moses is now God talking to them. How can God now tell you to talk to a rock and you now struck the rock? Do you know what it means that God says strike the rock? Is it what God said? So you misrepresented God to a generation. Beyond that, the rock was Christ. If you, when you miss the point, that you don't get what I'm saying. When you miss the point, it's not about you. A generation will suffer for your error. Just because you miss the point, a generation that God has tied to line up behind you will now be diverted into error. And by your stature, you will lead them into a path in the wilderness. Sometimes, the, you, the, that generation will stay there for 40 years, 20 years. They never came out. Just because a man by his stature moved outside of the context of what is written in the studio and began to engender a civilization that is different from the one that is factored in Zion. And then Satan found occasion to begin to walk in Zion. Because Satan can borrow men from Zion. I'm being tempted to preach. I don't want to preach. There is something like a bowl of fire in my heart. If we can get a man that is aligned to that scroll, if we can get a man that can vow to do nothing except what they are seeing being mirrored in the studio, these are men that can cripple it. What is Satan doing? They can cripple Satan in a short moment. I went to minister in my village and they said the, there is a court in that village I didn't know that they have been hearing my voice. Of course, they are represented by the python spirit. And when I came, they said they used, when they hear my voice, they run away, but they didn't know I'm the one invited to that meeting. When I came around my brother, I just took my and I said, let's open to the book of John chapter 16. The person in front of me started manifesting. I said, what is this? When we now finish, we're about to say, I said, say fire. 70% of the crowd started manifesting. We casted devils till around almost 3 a.m. in the morning. They now, when we finish, they sent message to somebody, to send to somebody, to send to somebody, to send to my sister. And start telling me about the damage that is done. Satan is not that powerful. God has not found his men. What happens is that we are correct today. We are incorrect tomorrow. We are correct today. We are incorrect tomorrow. When God comes to find you where he will bestow what he needs, what you need to persecute, you are not there. Say for men ought always to pray and not to faith. Verse 7 now said, when he comes, shall he find faith? That word faith in his original language is patience. The capacity to stay until the promise begins to come. God comes and the people he told to wait in the upper room have left. 
500 people, only 120 is there. Thank God for the 120. In this our generation, you will only find two or three. May God bring us to a point where we will look beyond what we are seeing in the natural and begin to operate with a scroll that is written in the heavens. If it will take you six months to know what is written there, stay. You are that powerful. You are as powerful as your ability to, to stay accurate. Some people have tried 60% and that's why they seem as powerful as they are. But we need men that should be clocking 80, 90. Satan will weep. Satan will bleed blood if we can find those men. That's why he's doing this thing to you now. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. There is no knowledge in us, Lord. There is no wisdom in us. There is no understanding in us. You are our reference. With humility, we find the path of righteousness once again. Where wisdom and understanding dwells to power us in the path of destiny. Beyond the realms of man, treading into the path that even the angels fear to tread upon. Bring us to the recesses, the depths of you, that will walk this earth indeed as God's. Let the days of mere mortal living be banished from our generation. That another, an order of lions will arise. That we swear that they will do nothing except that that is captured in your heart. Let our heart be our heartbeat, O God. May we be consumed by your desire. May we desire not except that which you desire. May your vow be upon our lips that it will live your days. We don't know what our fathers have done we don't know the causes that is running in our generation but we know you we know you we know that when we submit long enough to your authority then these things will not hold us because a new economy has been sent down from zion the economy of the new life that is in christ jesus he said that they that have found themselves in the perimeter of this life has no recourse, has no connection to anything that is in darkness. And then darkness begins to lose hold on our territory, on our account, because of how much we have aligned to you. Bring our heart to alignment. Bring us to the place where we are totally yielded to your purposes. Let's, may we lose the, the desire. May we lose the capacity to enter today and live tomorrow. May we lose the capacity to have our own opinion. May we cry as our master, not our will, but your will. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. This is, this is not a normal song. This is a song that reached eternity. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. There is a wisdom that was there before time began. That is the wisdom we seek to interact with. 
so that our steps will be ordered by that same wisdom so that we will take our formations in the spirit and march as an army informed by the wisdom and direction of him that resides in eternity we will not stop because the hand of God is upon us and the wisdom of God is upon our hearts our steps are sure we are not moving because we have known too much but because there is a wisdom there is a wisdom the ancient one lives inside of us and he has vowed to release a dimension of himself that we have never seen before they saw Jesus and they said we have never seen a man speak like this with so much authority he began to speak they said no you don't understand that there is one that lives inside of me he is the one that made me strong and accept. he is the one that brings forth his words with clarity and force and point and power he is the one that makes me live my day not because I'm strong, not because I'm wise, but because every day I die to myself so that I will live in him. It is no more I that live it, but Christ lives in me. That is the testimony of my alignment to the books that was written before I was born. I have decided that I will never live for myself. There is a wisdom that informed my coming to earth. That wisdom is the one that I've decided to align to. My yieldedness to that wisdom is what gives me power to live my days. Our generation we arise and yield to God once again. When Hannah yielded to God and began to pray, he never knew that in her womb is his domicile and order of prophets that God intended to bet in a generation. She was crying, give me a child. God is looking for a womb that can carry destiny. Stop crying for child. Cry for womb that can carry destiny. Carry nations. That's what God is waiting for. As soon as that woman aligned to the purposes of God, then God gave her somewhere. And when the man arrived, he became a priest and a prophet of God even from the womb. God began to speak to him. Not just because of who he is, but because of what preceded his coming on earth. A woman gave God a womb because she understood that there is purposes that God intends to bear to the earth in this time. And he's looking for wombs that can bring forth that agenda. Wombs that are aligned. They have been crying for child. What God is not about the child. It's about the context of God's agenda. There is a wisdom that informs us to begin to line up with this agenda. I seek to do nothing but to line up with that agenda. We will be strong again in our generation because we are them that lined up with those scrolls. The scriptures say, Jesus said, I do nothing except that which my father told me to do. He said, my father walked up till now and I walk. There is no rest because our father walked in the heavens. There are many things that is the pot of heaven. We cannot stop. That's why we hazard our life. That's why we put our life in danger. If it will take the kingdom moving one step, when I carry pray and fast and hazard my life, then I will not hold back. I will not hold back. Oh. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.